Anna, welcome. I am so excited to sit down with you today. You have been all over Web3, it seems. Um, I have seen you spoken at events like NFT Lab. You do Twitter spaces all the time with leaders like Polygon Spaces and Bex Perfect of uh, Nifty World NFT. And you have your own companies, um, but I'll let you dive into those. So, um, yeah, tell us tell us your story. Tell us how you got into Web3, your journey, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, thank you, Carly. Um, definitely, I'd love to tell you more about um, what I'm currently working on. Um, so, but first, I'll tell you a bit about a bit about more about me. So, um, I've co-founded a couple of startups, um, starting my journey back in 2017 with a startup in the VR space. So I've worked in virtual reality since 2017 um, and exploring the metaverse even without before it was called the metaverse, right? Um, so in a way, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I really like working on projects, kicking them off, you know, starting projects off the ground. Um, and my latest venture is called Rogue Fox Guild, um, which is the first play to run roguelike adventure game. Um, so we're building, we want to build a gaming, play to gaming experience that's fun and engaging, uh, but also kind of led by storytelling, much as indie games. Um, and yeah, so we're working on this super hard at the moment. And yeah, we, we've been working with Polygon, like you said, and a few other partners in that area. That's awesome. And I saw, did you guys just launch on January 25th or at least part of the collection? Um, tell us about where Rogue Fox Guild is, is at in, in the building phase. Yeah, definitely. So so the, the pre-sale was launched on the 25th of January. And um, so we're now launching a public sale that is also open to, uh, first it's open to whitelisters for a few hours before the main sale, which is happening on February the 8th at um, 8 p.m. GMT time. I think that's 3 p.m. Um, Eastern time. Uh, but it, it's going to be limited sale as well. Um, with just two, with just two hundred NFTs, just for the for the few people that um, that want to mint it that day. So we're having this kind of a little bit of a staged approach to our launch because uh, we believe that rewarding people that are part of the community earlier on um, is crucial, and not just kind of opening to everyone and just uh, you know um, getting everyone in, but more like valued members of the community first. That's awesome, and yeah. From what I've heard, 200 seems like a smaller collection. Um, so that's interesting for people like me who are generally somewhat still new to the space. Can you kind of explain um, what buying a Rogue Fox Guild NFT will will do? Like, what? How do you have access to the the gaming, and and what does that look like? Yeah, definitely. So the Play to Earn game is going to be using NFTs, right? So, uh, but you can play in the game by linking your NFT, so linking your wallets, using a, your NFT um, that will have exclusive traits and, uh, of course, accessories, things like weapons and armor. Um, so you can go on a quest and have a be the best chance to win a battle, right? So this is the idea is that you can then earn rewards, um, like in the shape of a token, um, and you can sell, buy and sell those accessories that you have. 
Um, so it's going to be a whole in-game marketplace that is going to utilize the NFTs. But even more excitingly, um, I would say what we're building is not just play to earn with your NFT, but also the ability to loan your NFT. So how would that work? Um, so probably you've heard about um, Axie Infinity. Um, so they have a bit of that mechanic there as well, but um, in a way that they allow other players to play on behalf of the holders of the axes, right? So we're building something similar here where you have the NFT and you can loan that NFT to somebody so you can earn from it if you play or if you don't play, right? Um, you can earn a smaller percentage if you don't play. So the Gen Zero collection will have um, extra extra rarities, will have some bonuses when it comes to the rewards. Um, and what we're thinking is that it will um, unlock unique rewards and unique encounters in the game as well. That is awesome. So will the game be like on a website um, or its own application? How will you access the game? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we are starting with web, so uh, in in a web browser um, for maximum usability. So yeah, a web a web uh, a web platform. Um, so you can access in in your browser. It's as simple as that. Oh, that's that's so cool. Um, so all of this seems so new to me, especially. I'm sure many other people um, like hard to even conceptualize, you know, and, and you've been doing this for a while. Like you said, you're, you've been in the metaverse before it was even named the metaverse. Um, can you talk about what that was like, how, how it is to work and build something that a lot of people still don't even understand yet? And, um, how, how you're gonna go about that with Rogue Fox Guild? Um, are you guys, uh, marketing to uh, people who are, you know, familiar with NFTs um, or, you know, trying to make it kind of like a new gaming and teaching people the process. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, that's a great question, Carly. Um, so back in the days when uh, VR was was a little bit newer, right? So there was there was even more barrier to entry when it came to like devices and things like that. Um, so, so people didn't know what VR is right now, five years later, people know, um, a lot more about the medium, but I think metaverse is really an interesting term that people understand in a different way. For some, it's just virtual reality for others. It's, um, any, um, like simulation experience could be in browser, um, so for, for us, this is what Metaverse is, right? It's, it's any representation of yourself in a digital world. Um, and we want to include this in our project, Rogue Fox Guild, that by allowing people to have land in the Playtone game as well. So we are creating a Metaverse, which we're thinking we'll launch later in the year. So that's going to be uh, Q, around end of Q2 this year. Um, and the interesting thing is that actually our community is full of people that um, are perhaps newer to the NFT space, right? And which is lovely because what it means is that we're actually helping people get into the space. And I mean, we're very mission-driven, um, so we want to really bring some diversity to the field, right? It doesn't need to be just certain demographic and certain type of people. We really want to bring everyone, which means, yes, it means educating people on what it is, what is metaverse, what is an NFT, how to link your Polygon wallet, 
Um, you know, there is a lot of terms there. Um, and going forwards, I'd personally be doing more education, but us as a team as well, right? Will we want to bring more women, more uh, people, people all, all, all backgrounds, really, and not just get this whole technological space just being for the people that are in tech, that are perhaps privileged in one way or another to have been working in the space for a few years. Um, so it's definitely important to, 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 to bring that diversity. Um, but I think in the next few months, more people get um, knowledgeable and educated on what this is. It's, it's happening. It's happening quite fast, really. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's quite a few exciting months ahead, I think, for all of us. Definitely. I, I see that for sure. Can you take us back to when you were first learning um, and first first getting into Web3 and the metaverse? Um, how, how did you feel? Did it feel like you were taking a, a big risk? Were you certain that this was going to be the future? Um, how, how did you know this was kind of what you wanted to center your your life and career around it and keep keep with it? Yeah, um, good question. I think, look, I always like to take risks, <laughs> but um, it's not just that. Um, definitely, it's taken me a while to for me to just get into the crypto space. Actually, I'm a little bit new. I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not hiding this, that I only got into specifically the crypto elements just um, last year. But in terms of uh, the other innovative technologies like VR, right, um, I've been... I've been, I was just fascinated at the time. And, um, you know, when you're interested in something, when you have a personal interest, then I suppose you're not, I don't know, you're not over analyzing like whether what's going to happen in that field. So maybe there is a little bit of subjectivity into it. I don't really deny it, right? It's like you're passionate about something, you think it's the future. Um, but I think it's definitely what interests me is, is the innovation and the technology itself. Um, so with AR, VR, they're very, um, an XR, right? The mixed term for all of this when it comes to immersive technology is um, XR. Um, so that includes few, few VR, AR, and all of that. So with that technology, I think there is a lot of people that are, there are a lot of people that are interested, that are super passionate about it. And I think it's uh, personally, I think it's about time for, you know, for this kind of more mainstream adoption, um, like we're seeing this. And I think what's happening is that the NFT space and the crypto space is pushing those technologies as well with 3D NFTs, with um you know, hoverboards in AR apps, you know, uh, flying flying NFTs in AR apps, all of that is kind of helping. Um, so I cannot help but be, be excited about this because it's just happening, right? It, you, have, you have the numbers as well when it comes to the market. That's, that's currently the, the blockchain, you know, we're talking trillions of revenue, um, so it's reached that kind of mass in terms of the market, at least. That's awesome. So uh, when you were just new new to NFTs, um, say this past year, when you were trying to learn crypto, did you just kind of dive in and learn by doing? Or did you uh, ha have a bunch of conversations, do a ton of research? Uh, can, can you tell me a little bit about, about that journey and... Um, 
yeah, if, the, if there were any ups and downs and kind of what you learned about yourself throughout it, I know definitely I've had some uh, revelations here of, you know, when things get hard, I, I thought, oh, I can just throw my art up on open sea and then it'll sell. And then I learned more and learned more. And I'm like, okay, now I need a collection. <laughs> and, and you kind of go through a lot of iterations of your project, but I feel like also your yourself because you, and you can share with me rogue fox guild is, is that a representation of you and your mind and your imagination um in in creating it yeah definitely um so look in the past few years i've mostly learned by doing and i've learned by by failure as well right and i'm like you uh definitely just doing something and and hoping for you always hope for the best right but the reality is things are harder than them seems. I think everything is harder. Um, so I think with this one in particular, the motivation was for we're, we're a team of three co-founders, right? It's not just me. And our motivation has always been to create um, to create something that's high quality, but also inclusive um, and also engaging. So fun, fun and engaging story and, and game around it as well, of course. So um, this is how we, we started without, I suppose, without too much analysis. <laughs> we were like, let's do it. Um, let, let's just start doing something and, and see how it goes. But I think I would say that the, it is important to have connections and to, make converse, to have conversations with people. I think this is what we've learned. We, we met loads of people along the journey. Uh, and as every day, I have a lot of meetings. I meet new people. Um, so for the for them essentially you know it, it's a mutual exchange of ideas and we've learned a lot from people as well but that happens in the process um it, it wasn't like in advance before launching we kind of went with it a little bit straight dived in straight away deeper that's great and so i know you mentioned networking so that kind of leads me to wonder what would your advice be for uh, bringing more women into the space and also men too. Uh, for really anyone who, like me, I, I had heard about NFTs and crypto, but I, I had just kind of thought like, that's over my head. Like, oh, that's too much to figure out. You know what I mean? Um, do you do you feel like that's maybe the reason why a lot of women aren't in the space and the uh, gender representation is kind of skewed right now? And um yeah, what advice would you would you have to kind of get around that? Would it would it be just networking, or or you have any other tips? Definitely, um, I think I think it's important to um, yeah lower that barrier. Right, there is there is some kind of how can I say technical considerations and some perhaps barriers in that respect for people. And I think you know that, that if somebody thinks that something is overwhelming, right? That they're not going to start. So I think it, the first thing is to for people to understand that uh, it's simpler than it looks, right? But it's not just about that, that, that they can always ask. And with the NFT community, people are pretty generous and pretty open. So, um, but if you don't ask, you don't get, right? <laughs> so they've got to first ask. Um but I do think that there's more that can be done to to get people, to get women um, and, and other people as well, um, just generally to embrace the technology. 
So, um, so yeah, I think personally, I should also be doing more to onboard people in my network, um, something to, to work on, I think, to really explain. Um, but I think, yeah, we're seeing a movement where more and more people are joining in. Um, and I think the technical barriers are becoming lower, right? I think that's what happened with OpenSea, that um, they kind of lowered the, you know, the barrier. And, and all these marketplaces have, have added... Um, have reduced the uh, the barriers and have added more uh, ease ease of use to, to the to the NFT space for sure. I love that. And so as as these barriers come down, the community gets even bigger, right? Um, how do you think that will will impact what the community is like right now? For me, it's it's been a, a lot of kindness, a lot of openness, a lot of great people like you just willing to share their stories, wanting to educate. Um, so I'm I'm curious about that, and then also about just just your experience with community, um, especially with women. You know, I feel like in the past, at least when I was growing up, there was a lot of always like comparison and competition, and and here in the NFT space, it feels like everyone's just kind of like lifting each other up, patting each other on the back, trying to get everyone to go in the right direction, rather than um, you know like trying to get ahead for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love this. I love this space. Um, and I've got experience either way, right? In a, in a startup working in a more like B2B environment, I did sense the opposite, right? There was a lot of competition and then you have the usual, right? A startup doesn't want to share their secrets. Um, and even though I always try to be a little bit more open, um, just the environment wasn't that people you know, other startups were not sharing, let's say. So that kind of makes you more closed as well. And now I've come into this space and it's like, well, no NDAs, right? Not for sure, at, at least, uh, at the very least, you know. And at most you have this kind of uh, exchange of ideas, exchange of, um, you know, resources, exchange of, um, like, love <laughs> um, and NFTs and whitelist and all of that. But um, definitely exchange of knowledge is the most important one. Um, so I think it's very different to Web 2.0 in that respect because people realize that by combining the efforts, you can all lift yourself up which is not, was not like that in Web 2.0. I think it's if you have to think about this more deeply, right, you have centralization on one end, and that breeds, breeds competition. You have the big tech companies, right, in a, in a Web 2.0 that are just pulling resources in their direction and hoarding resources. And then you have Web 3.0, which is right now, you know, lots of smaller players, that are lifting one another. Um, and because it's decentralized, of course, they can ask their communities, they can ask for feedback, they have this kind of share shareholders, every person in a community is a shareholder. So you definitely have more balance. It's not the people at the top, but it's the people, everyone. So this is what I like. Uh, and I saw in my previous experience in Web 2.0, there were especially business to business, there was this kind of stakeholders. You know, there were a few key people in a business that can make a decision. And it was regardless what the rest of the of the community or, or the team thinks, there, you know, this hierarchy, um, which is not necessarily the same here. Um, it, it's it's so much better in my opinion, but of course this is just an opinion piece. Um, I think some structure is needed, but the but the but the the 
the medium allows for more votes, for more flatness, at least to some some points. So yeah, um, I just I just love that um, as a future. <laughs> Have you felt like that has allowed you to kind of open up and given you any? freedoms, I guess, or, or how, helped you feel like you can be more yourself in this kind of work rather than the work environment where everyone was kind of siloed and, you know, doing their own thing and not sharing secrets. Um, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of personalities come out with NFTs um, and even just like the community and their posts on LinkedIn. It seems very open. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I love that. I would love to see more of that. Well, the moment that I started to post fire fire emojis or like thumbs up emojis as LinkedIn posts, you know, I knew I've changed, right? I knew at that point I was like, that's a different Anna. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's a great Anna. She's fired up. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, yes. Yeah, so the short answer is yes. It's it's a different um, it's a different environment. Like now when I'm writing my emails. I'm very close to responding mostly in emojis or just like, uh, you know, acronyms. Uh, it, it used to be like, hello, hope you're well. Um, <laughs> I would like to do this. I'd like to bring your attention to this. Many thanks. <laughs> so, um, no, the communication with people has, has definitely changed in that respect. But um, definitely perhaps get some weird looks from people that are not in the Web3 space from time to time, perhaps. How do you deal with that with people who, you know, aren't in the space and they don't understand with like what GM is when, you know, you write that um, and just kind of that outside. I know there's there's a lot of criticism about NFTs and crypto and, oh, they're not going anywhere and, oh, they're just a scam. Um, yeah. How, how do you kind of deal with that and like dampen those that negativity? Yeah, I definitely look, I appreciate people's opinions. So I, I kind of think this is a debate, you know, um, and I don't want to, I don't try to convince them, right? If they're skeptical, right? Um, I'm just expressing my opinion. Um, so I had, um, like, because I do a lot of coaching with traditional startups at the moment. And I'm uh, sometimes I'm a little bit, a little bit careful not to really talk too much about the Web3 until until they open up. And then I was surprised a few times people were like, well, oh, I follow crypto. I, I do this and that. You know, I follow some NFT leaders, etc. And then we start the conversation. But on the other hand, I ha we've had people that um, are not like that. For example, somebody, somebody else told me, well, I'm very skeptical on the metaverse. And I say, okay, no, I hear you. There might be some risks involved, etc., um, you know, there is no guarantees in any in, in anything really. Um, so it's more like, okay, what do you think about this? Why do you think so? So it's like about a debate more than anything. Um, and in terms of the the acronyms and and the kind of the jargon, um, I, I think I think for some people it's gonna take a while to to get to, to that point to, to to understand perhaps to get into the the groove. So. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps it's good to understand everyone and their point of view anyway. Yeah, I think it's a great test uh, to kind of stand in your truth and know like, this is what I'm passionate about. So I'll just let that negativity roll off. And that kind of ties back to the one of the things I had mentioned earlier about like, 
is there anything else that you've learned about yourself through this process and this journey and just kind of um, going from a, a closed off environment to a more like open and a welcoming one? Yeah. Um, well, I definitely learned that I belong here, right? <laughs> uh, that I'm a bit happier um, just for that, from that openness. That's what happens. Um, so that's what I've learned. I've also learned a lot about people, I think, because it's been like, obviously, as I said, we're just meeting so many new people, working with a lot of more people. So it's a little bit like learning um, psychology. It's a, it's a crash course on, on psychology and sociology, really. Um, so, but for myself, I think I've learned a little bit about myself as well, like who I am, what they value, how I work, you know, things like that. Like, um, just, uh, I suppose core principles of, of who I am professionally and, pre- and personally as well. I love that. Would you be open to going into some of those values um, that you've kind of like uncovered and maybe like what now drives you and guides you in your your work and your your career and what you do each day? Yeah, definitely. I think um, so. Number one is definitely um, what I value. Uh, I found out, right? I value I value people that also puts hard work into something without kind of without sounding, uh, you know, too critical, but it's, uh, you know, in a way, basically I found out that, yes, I'm a hard worker because I devote a lot of this I, and I value that in other people. Um, and I value kind of doing rather than talking about something. Again, I think this space has proven that you just have to do it. You know, um, I think there has been a lot of, because it's so fast, there is no time for, you know, extensive, how can I say, extensive shareholders meetings. That's the thing of the past. And a lot of people have have been shining in that in the past, and that's fine. But in this space, the people that do shine, I found, are the people that really go in and, and just execute because it's just quite a fast-paced field. So um, that's what I found. I found that I need to be a little bit more open as well myself and just like, talk about my experiences like I'm doing now. See, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working on that bit. Um, and I think finally uh, I learned that it's really important to have good friendships and good network around you. Um, when you launch a, pro- a project, it's definitely about trusting the people that you work with. So I w- I'm lucky to have this. I must say, you know, the, the, our co-founders are know them on a personal level for many years so we have this bond and I think that's, um, that's good to have saying that, of course, you can create a bond with, with people that you just met as well, but it's just a little bit trickier and you've got to work harder at it for sure. I love that. And, uh, we're definitely happy to have you here opening up your story and your, your insight is great. Um, I know you, you mentioned the fast pace of the industry and that you are a hard worker. Have you had any run-ins with trying to navigate the work-life balance? I've seen this a lot where people are up like all hours of the night, I guess, trying to like get access to NFTs or just like they're so consumed by the community. Uh, what's that been like for you? Have you had any times when you kind of fell out of balance? And if you did, how did you kind of restore that? 
I am guilty of uh, staying up until 4am. Yes, I'm one of those people. Um, it's not it's not great. I wouldn't recommend it, okay? Don't do this at home. <laughs> um, but um, essentially, uh, yeah, I think I think the key is that you, you have to avoid burnout. And that's a little bit of a cliche. But um, if you constantly work, like, I don't know, 17 hours a day, how many hours that you put in together, essentially you may reach a point where you're just not as productive as it could you could be. So, you know, it is important to just step back. And so it, this allows you to think back about the big picture. And I think it's, it, it's useful to just step back and maybe take some time in the real world, not the non-digital world. That also helps kind of refresh your, your brain a little bit. Um, and maybe switching Discord notification helps as well. A little bit of a tip there. Yes, I've found Discord to be very, very over overwhelming. <laughs> um, I definitely turn those off. Um, so you say big picture, and I, I know we're almost at time here. It's It's gone so fast. But one of the questions that I definitely want to wrap with is, is big picture, what is the, like, craziest idea that you have about nfts or web3 or, or vr or rogue fox guild um just the, applying it to the future or like the most fun aspect that you're looking forward to uh it's kind of like a a big dream <laughs> well what are your big dreams for this space and your projects yeah, uh, good question. I, um, yeah, um, um, my imagination is going wild and I'm imagining, you know, because we have the rogue foxes that are like very quirky, right? I mean, they've got their like Mohicans, they've got their uh, martini glasses, you know. So, um, you know, definitely you like to see a lot of them uh, around uh, in the real space, right? So, like walking on the street and and being able to see them on, um, you know, of course billboards, but also maybe people to really know what, what the rogue foxes are and the, their story. Uh, I'd love to get first to get to that point um, to really have it. This is a brand, and to have this everywhere, you know. I don't know, maybe maybe to have this uh, on, on the main channel news or something that that would be um that would be amazing you know to get to that level um but saying that you know we we're not aiming to be the the you know we're different we're not the next board apes in that respect right it's not about the brand as much as the community and the product so in terms of the gaming what we want to do is um we do want to get people from all over the world to play the game so like having the ecosystem. So my biggest and wildest dream is to to get people from all over the world to to make a living. Okay, to make a living playing the game, having fun, um, you know, creating new storylines, creating new characters, etc. Um, and just yeah, having fun with uh, with the foxes and uh, and earning as well. I love that. Do you create all the storylines and like each fox yourself? Uh, so we're planning to to do the to obviously open to the community. I think it has to be like a community decision and um, kind of looking for stories that are coming from the community. We'll have we'll have a central storyline about uh, we have it right now, right? Because the foxes have become sentient, so it's a post-apocalyptic universe where the foxes have become sentient uh, and they're roaming the barren lands. I love so, that. <laughs> So there is nothing, um, nothing much yet. 
but there are some things to be discovered in the barren lands. Oh, I love that. And that is so cool that the community community can kind of chime in and help build this story. Um, I definitely might have to purchase the Fox with the Martini for my father. I can maybe give you some stories there to give you inspiration, but he would, uh, he would love that very, very much. Um, so Anna, it has been so awesome to talk to you. Um, where, where do you want people to go and to connect with you and to follow along? Yeah, definitely. So please join our discord. Um, so you can, you can, you, you, you find that welcome community in there, but, um, you can also follow us on all social media. I suppose the main one is Twitter. So at Twitter, we are at rogue Fox guild, quite simple. Um, and you'll find the link to our discord from there. Um, but our website is roguefoxguild.com. Um, you see um, a little bit of the story there and what we're doing. You, you, you see our fully docs team. So have a look at our website, roguefoxguild.com, or follow us on Twitter, roguefoxguild. And we will welcome you on our Discord community as well. Awesome. I love that. We'll be sure to uh, put the links when we share this so we can uh, grow the Rogue Fox community. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you, Anna. Thank you, Carly.